You are now tuned into the R2 Sense Podcast. What's up, everybody? You're now tuned into another episode of Our Two Cents Podcast. I'm your host, Dergo BJ. You can follow me on all social media at Dergo BJ. That's D E R G O B J on all social media. And I'm now sitting across the table from my co host by the name of Mona Lisa. And I can be found on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook at Mona Lisa. That's M O H N A L Y S S A A. And we are back again with a new episode. This has been a nice little break and a whole lot of shit going on in the past couple of weeks. So um, we just now sitting back down trying to get back to business and. for those of you that have been asking about the show, we thank you so much for the support and the encouragement. But we've been going through some shit. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit before we get to today's topic. Um, for me, my week has been like, it's been rough because I think that my personal life has caused some senses of creative blocks because I can't really think of nothing else but what I'm going through. And um, it's is so much to to do in podcasting that we really take for granted like the the headspace to promote you know like i saw somebody on uh, social media um shout outs to b from here ye podcast like something as simple as coming up with a name for the show can be like overwhelming so that creative space of just having you know day-to-day stuff to do for the show but then my um my job is going through like some crazy changes um, nine people have quit in probably two and a half weeks. And um, so, of course, they have to distribute some of the work of those nine people. That's crazy. Nine yeah. people in one week? It's a Well, the first thing that happened that was weird was that um, we have certain tiers to the drivers. You have the um, S3s, which is like the sales specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have the special driver, which the special driver is just typically a driver that goes anywhere due to whatever work is available. So that's what I started off as. Like you just go wherever you're needed. And seven of the nine were special drivers. And they Mm -hmm. all came in on like different times and just was like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll get to a point where they realize, okay, well, this is more work than money. They'll just say, like, I'm not coming in or back. Do you think this was planned? That's a lot of people at one time. Um, Over the course of maybe a couple of months, um, we've been having difficulties with getting people to commit to uh, the Ohio and Indiana stuff because even though you would think because of mileage it should pay something they don't pay by mile they pay by the day so mm-hmm. they give you a daily rate uh which i think for those guys is like 120 bucks a day so just coming to work is 120 dollars, and mm-hmm. then every unit that you sell is like a commission on top of that 120 dollars. Mm-hmm. so it can come it can become some money you know, once you're finished, but it's just like, it's going to take you extremely long to get done. Yeah. And then Indiana personally was like the worst thing that I could have ever done. It takes you two and a half to three hours to get there and then two and a half back. So you only made about 175 bucks and it still takes you three hours to get home. That's crazy. So like a lot of those guys are just not patient enough for them to work out 
you know, certain mm-hmm. things. So it's just been like crazy work. And I haven't really been able to focus on the show. I was so caught up in that week, like the week prior that I didn't even realize we missed our drop date. It wasn't until you texted me like <laughs> when we recording again. And I'm like, well, damn, um, we was actually supposed to drop today. Yeah. Like I was sitting at my desk and I was like, something missing today. <laughs> something is really missing. And I looked at the calendar and I was like, oh, shit. A show was supposed to drop today. Mm-hmm. So I texted you. Yeah. Like, um. And we didn't even hook up Sunday to record mm-hmm. or nothing. So it was just like completely out of whack. And I've been just like feeling like so much has been so heavy that when it came time for me to do the episode of Change the Subject, I felt like by the topics always being so serious and introspective that I wanted to do something lighthearted, but wasn't nothing lighthearted going on in my life. So I was stuck. But you can't force stuff like that. You just have to do, you know, do what works. Because when you try too hard and you're trying to force something, that's when it becomes problematic. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a step back if you have to, but just make sure that what you're trying to do makes sense. Right, right. I mean, I I, I personally feel like regardless of what you put out, people enjoy hearing your perspective on it anyway. Mm-hmm. And you could have taken the time to just really think maybe in the future about, you know, some other topics as opposed to putting a hold. But if you were just stuck creatively without knowing what to talk about, period, then that's understandable. Yeah. So I get like, um, I definitely have committed to the idea of not like rushing the perfection mm-hmm. process because um, I do think that we as creatives, sometimes we know in our mind that we didn't have shit to talk about and we just did it anyway. Yeah. And it reflects in, you know, the reception to a lot of the shows. But, um, I am working on something, but it's just like it's taking me time because I just feel like I want to laugh, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like I want to, you know, I want to, like, smile sometimes, too. And then even with some of the stuff that I be, you know, talking about on that platform, it's like I know where it came from. And even that is like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just want to like chill out. So I am like putting some things together for that, but it's just been like crazy with home responsibilities. The bills got like out of control last week. Um, we, we did come back from a TOS a live show maybe two weeks prior to all of this stuff happening. That was like the highlight of the process, just seeing everybody and, you know, the love that was in the room and then even to see for some you know some fences being mended it was really like therapeutic to see like people being you know their bigger person in that moment and we get to laugh and fellowship like you know the old days i guess so like that was a, a big highlight also shouts out to empress nick and Jaden hollywood with a pie connection atl i really hate that we missed that with you know money of course being messed up but the viewpoint that i got from it from being on the outside looking in it was a beautiful event um very well executed um the way that everything seemed to have been laid out it just looked like it was hard work and dedication and it was a success in the end so again shouts out to them I'm definitely making it my business to be at every other event from here on out because it really bothered me that I was not in the mix for that. So um, that was also beautiful to see. 
and there was a lot of learning lessons in that too because sometimes you do have to sit back and watch it yeah. and see it take place in order for you to kind of get you know the proper headspace that you would need to move forward so um, for me that was pretty much it just in that that funk space you know working my way out of it what was going on with you that time um pretty much the same thing it's trying to get a handle on the personal life home life work life um re trying to build a couple of things that i have going on um and yeah just trying to revamp and trying to figure out what my next steps are going to be with podcasting and beyond podcasting and different things that i'm trying to build um some of that i'm gonna speak on a little more in, in detail later but a lot of that um the biggest thing that I think um, that I posted on Twitter was my little situation on Instagram at the grocery store. <laughs> oh boy. So I went to the grocery store, went to Kroger, um, and they have this thing now, I guess, where after you get your fish or chicken or whatever from the <clears throat> produce area, then you can take it over to like the deli and they will season your meat or your fish up for you for free and then put it in like an oven bag so my other friend my best friend um told me about it and every time i've gone i just hadn't done it yet right. and so i went to the grocery store on my lunch break to try to get something and i said well i might as well pick up something for dinner and just put it in the refrigerator at work until i get off because right, right. i don't like having to go to the grocery store after work i just want to go home right so right. As I'm checking out, I got a couple of things of um, salmon for the family. And this little, you know, lady who was checking me out was telling me about, oh, you should go back there and get it seasoned. And they do this and this, and this is the process and this and that. And she was just so excited about it. And then look here on the sticker, it tells you about how much the, the meat weighs so you can know how long to keep it in the oven. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, I got a little extra time to spare before I have to go back. So let me just go see, you know, what's up on getting a season. So I go to the back. And the meat clerk is sit, is standing, you know, behind the counter. No one's there. And I asked him, I said, well, I just, you know, I purchased this um, fish. Is it still possible for me to get a season? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I guess. I'm like, okay. Um, Nigger, customer <laughs> service. That's what this sounds like. Oh, so I was just like, okay. I was just like, well, I just purchased it. Is it okay? And he was just like, well what did you like buy it a week ago and you bringing it back and i'm confused like where the fuck did you get that from and it's a free service whether i bought it back or not you and, but, but here's free. the thing first of all who gonna i'm gonna take it home and pass up all the seasoning in my house to bring it back up here for you to season it for me right right like first of all no i said no i just bought it like walked from the register back here to you right and he's just like okay i said well i just want to get it prepped and i use their terms you know i've worked in customer service my whole working life so what i find a rule of thumb is anytime you go somewhere you use the same terminology that they use that they're familiar with so all of their signs say prep get it prepped get your meat prepped blah 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 so i said i just want to get it prepped he's like well when you say prepped what do you mean bitch your job nigga like <laughs> And I'm literally standing here looking at him like, does this really have to be this hard? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I said, okay, let me just explain. I said, 
how about I've never done this before? So the, the lady at the register was telling me that I can get it seasoned and you know, yeah, I'm just coming to see about that. Right. He was like, so what, you just want an oven bag? Does that come with it? Like, Man. does this come with it? So I'm, I'm just really trying my hardest to keep it together because my my patience is really wearing thin. Really wearing thin. Right. So I was just like, sure, if that comes with it. I said, then he's like, well, what do you want on it? What seasons do you have? I don't see anything listed. I don't see them out here. What are my choices? Right. Then he walks away. He comes back. He has this big thing with all these like seasons in it. And he starts pulling them out one by one and naming them off and putting them on the counter. So when he's like halfway through listing off the seasons, I just okay, you can stop. You don't have to do that no more because I'm agitated. And I'm just like, just give me this, this, and that's it. So he goes and seasons it up, and I see him put it back in the styrofoam thing and puts the the plastic back over it. And I said, well, I thought it came in a an aluminum foil oven bag. And he's just like, is that what you want? I dead ass just looked at his name tag because I was about to call him by name and I don't remember it was like Kinu, Keanu, some shit like wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. So we have a African American yeah. with nigger customer <laughs> service named Keanu. Yeah. Um what in the fuck? I don't know. He had yeah. Kinu, Keanu, I don't know, because I was really about to say, you know, Kinu, Keanu. I don't know what kind of fucking day you having. I don't know if you upset because you got some shitty ass meat clerk position. I don't know what it is, but I need you to just like act like you like your job for a little bit and right. you know, give some customer service. There was no reason for me to have to fight this hard just to get something that you provide. Right. It's not like I asked for something that you don't do and you didn't even like say, oh, okay, well, since you've never done this before, but this is the process. This is what we have. This is how it works. He was really going to fight with me tooth and nail. And I think that the good Lord up above felt that about to climb up out of me. Right. Because literally this little white lady, I don't know what it is with little white ladies want to talk to me that day. But this other little white lady walked up to me and started talking to me. And I was just like, you know, last thing I need is for them to just think I'm just a typical angry black woman. So I just brought it down <laughs> and, you know. That's crazy. I'm like, well, what was the purpose? You know, just um, like just from previous experiences and working in customer service, I think that, and it's funny how we talking about meat considering today's <laughs> conversation, but um. I understand what it feels like to be the customer, but then also to be the service associate that has to render the service. Like sometimes you actually do get tired of doing the same things. And that point alone of you handling meat all day and you smelling fish all day and all of these different things that you technically signed up for are a part of your day to day. And now you just like wanting something refreshing or you want something exciting to take place and it just is not happening that way like I get that but the easiest way to do a job in this particular instance that we're even talking about is to do the best you can to get this person out your fucking hair absolutely you know what I'm saying like and that is so many it is so many layers to that alone like if you're talking about at work if you're talking about at home with your kids if you're talking about your man, which today, 
We are talking about your man. The little Peter Weeder. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about like getting people out of your hair by just doing what you're supposed to do. Um, actually, we can get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, last week or maybe about maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, shout out to VJ Burton, but VJ posted this dick chart and. It was quite disturbing for me, you know, personally, because, you know, the week is already, you know, going down the tubes. And then here it is. I get a whole dick chart and I'm constantly retweeted, constantly <laughs> retweeted. I'm dealing with some dickheads at work and, you know, countless other places. So I think I was getting like mind fucked like the whole week. And um, she posts this chart and. I didn't really get into like opening it up or nothing to like see the sizes and shit, but I'm assuming from the conversations that a lot of men and women were having on social media that you had to like rate yourself on the chart. Um, I don't know how many numbers it was, but I did like see like certain women saying like, nah, that's too big or the average man is number whatever. Like it was, you know, consensus is taking up on this post but what was most uncomfortable in seeing the constant retweets was the insecurities that you would see and how certain people would answer the question it was like don't lie and act like you ain't fucking with number you know 30 or whatever you know like you've seen all the, 15, uh, well, like thank 15 you. or 16 something like that okay so <laughs> I'm assuming is one of the particular you can actually look at the chart for us <laughs> And give us the adequate, you know, descriptions for what I'm saying. But um, you would hear guys like, don't lie, bitches, and say that you're not fucking with number whatever. And some chicks is like saying that the hugest ones is the ones they can only fuck with. They can't deal with the in-between numbers. And so it made me decide today to have a constructive dick criticism conversation for men and women. Because I think that these uncomfortable spaces that we try to avoid are the places that we put each other in when we finally say, like, things just ain't working out for me or I can't find a relationship or I can't find a, a partner that can make me happy. It's because we will, we will always refuse these conversations of, you know, you coming up short, but you can't help it. So... To, to start the conversation, I would like for you to kind of tell me, like, in the most politically correct way possible, like, what is some, like, dick testimonials that you have to, like, help us, like, segue into a conversation? Have you ever, like, encountered men in such a way where they came up short or were inconsistently, like, I don't know what's yeah. the word? Okay, so, you know... And um, that I have gone almost five years without having any sexual activity. Ugh. None. I didn't declare celibacy, nothing like that. I just was refusing to partake in those extracurricular activities with someone that I just did not connect with. Mm-hmm. So, and it just took five years. I didn't plan on it taking that long. It just took that long for me to get back into dating and interacting with the opposite sex, you know, on that level. 
Um, upon my return back, I've been very underwhelmed. <laughs> and I returned back about two years ago. Right. You know, so I don't know what happened, but like the little people, yeah, I've, I've, I've been experiencing, well, I don't know. Well, I know the first one was smaller than average. The one that I'm currently <laughs> dealing with is a little smaller than what I'm used to. And I don't think that he's, he's not as small as the first one, but he just doesn't know how to use it. He still fuck like he learning to fuck. Oh, wow. So that's, you know, and okay. So let me go back. So the first guy I started dating, um, upon my return back, you know, to that, um, he was smaller, but he was at least willing to give well-rounded sexual experience. Okay. 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 So he did not have like this big ego with it. Like the current one does where it's like, well, I ain't never had no complaints. Ain't Uh no other woman ever tell me this, this, and this. That's just you. Like I have the problem, but I'm trying to tell him just because no one ever told you doesn't mean that it's never been a problem with any of them. They just never told you or what worked for them may not work for me or maybe they just they never been fucked right or right, and don't right. know you know so it's a lot of factors you can't just throw out there because nobody ever told you anything that it's not a problem but then it's, it's layers to this so now in addition to him not really like foreplay is not even in his vocabulary it's no it's nothing mm-hmm. it's just and i just don't even look for it anymore you know and then to add to that he has like performance issues, like the niggas dick suffers narcolepsy. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be disrespectful, but he. <laughs> and we joke about it. Oh, we joke man. about it. I tell him these things. Oh. So I, I guess I'm okay with telling you this because I tell him this. This, this isn't a oh, secret. Oh, man. Okay, so let me, let me make some sense of this. So you saying the first guy, if we can give proper description. And I've told him too about my, you know, it being small and average. I don't remember how it came about. All I remember is that me even just expressing that it's just smaller than what I'm used to. I never even said that it was underwhelming or I was dissatisfied. I just said it's just smaller. And like he literally like head hanging low, went to go sit on the porch for some time and smoke a cigarette. And I had to like go check on him because he was gone for a while. So I'm like, so these are two different reactions to. So the way that you putting it is, okay, the first dick, if you could describe it, it should have came with like a fruit cup and a lunchbox. (laughs) But this particular nigga even though he's the smallest of the two, he kind of, even though he had his moment of, mm-hmm. you know, insecurity, he kind of handles himself as an adult. Yeah. Now, here is the other man with a little bit more size, and he may not get his lunch in a lunchbox. He gets the paper bag. Mm-hmm. But because he don't get treated like the child, he thinks that he's the man, yeah. and his ego has surpassed his size. Yes. So... We would have to we would have to look at this conversation as well no. I was gonna say that it's a possibility that men aren't 
ever being taught how to be mature about sex, period. Like from the time that you first initially um, realize that it's even time to have it, it's because mm-hmm. of your ego. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I can't be the only 13, 14, or however old you are, you're old, you know, not getting some. It's not like, well, I want to have this experience to know if I can be pleasing to another person. Like, usually when you jump into the game, it's just because other men are getting some. And you just trying to keep up or run with the pack. So, ego is what plays an extremely huge part of why men even, you know, aspire to have sex. It's never really because you have, like, a heart to experience another person. It's just usually because I can't be out here not getting something. So, we would have to first say, we would have to first talk about the insecurities of men. Like, is is it really that much insecurity in men to just assume that, like, in order for me to feel good about myself, I'm going to tell myself my dick good, even though I have no proof of it. Like, is it really that much insecurity yeah. out here? Mm. Because, like, me personally, if it's big or small, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slang it. But I'm still going to, like, be mindful of the fact that, okay, here's a person who has needs, too. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, it's so many things that you can say when it comes to women alone. Like, you know, women always saying, well, I never get to, you know, to the finish line. I never get to orgasm. I, yeah. ne- I don't get foreplay. Like, he don't take me out on dates, you know. Like, all of these things play a significant part in the sexual experience, like making her comfortable and putting her at ease. And because men are so insecure, it's like, I'm going to just go for what I need and that's it because you just don't want to continue the process of letting yourself down, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but digging yourself up and having this ego when you know that you're bigger than average or your performance is less than, you know, less hard then I don't understand it because that what makes it hard is you didn't talk so much about it and talking this and this like you got that game but then when it comes to it and she's underwhelmed then you want it's almost like you want to flip it and make it seem like well that's you right that right, that's you right, right. so it might be them trying to but it doesn't make sense at the end of the day I mean because I think like how you were saying like the first guy you know how he handled being you know, told that he was small. It could have been the very first experience of him even hearing that. And most niggas are afraid to go to the porch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not trying to have that square. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you you cool with chilling with your niggas and shooting the shit and mm-hmm. y'all exchanging y'all experiences, but you ain't trying to go to the porch because, you know, your dick come with a fruit cup and the ninja turtle lunchbox. You not trying to go to the porch for that. So, like, I think that because men don't have the necessary space to to deal with those feelings, you know, because I think for most men, the way that women are vocal nowadays, mm-hmm. men know if they little without even getting that because See, they putting it out there. I've never told him. And, and if I'm not mistaken, because this was like a couple of years back, so I don't remember how the conversation even started or the details of it. All I remember is I think he said something. And one thing I don't like, I mean, it's one thing to have confidence in yourself, but it's one thing to be egotistical. 
I don't right, like right. I don't like that shit at all. And you know, just based on my personal experience, what I found is that guys who I don't like dudes who go out their way to try to be flashy and impress me, then that lets me know something ain't right somewhere Real within shit. you Real or shit. your sex gang. Because any man that always bragging about, well, I got this and I got that and you know, or I can do this and I can do that and you know, it's just like I'm turned off already. Right. Before right. we even get to do anything, I'm turned off already. So, but the two reacted differently, and the one right now just not even trying to, you know, figure out what it takes to, mm. because he just got it in his mind that you that know. he just I beat it out the frame. Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well. In this particular episode, considering that we're talking about, you know, women and their issues with men and their ego and their lack or, you know, abundance of genitalia, what we decided to do was we uh, reached out to a couple of our peers who had some opinions as well of the very same conversations. And one of my peers by the name of Vitamin K um, from the panel podcast, she's also a part of the podcast brothers, and she also has KaylaIsCreative.com. She kind of touched on the very same things of what should be some principles for men who are lacking. And here's what she had to say. Hey everyone, this is Kayla. You can actually find me quite a few places. I am on the Podcast Brothers podcast. I am on the John Effect podcast. And I'm also one-fourth of the panel podcast. You can find me on Twitter at vitamin underscore K-A-I. My name is Kayla, not Kyla. You can also find me on Instagram at underscore Killa underscore K-A-I. I am finishing up my website and she will be done very shortly. And that is KaylaIsCreative.com. And Kayla, my first name, is spelled K-A-I-L-A-H, is creative. And that's creative with a K dot com. So, BJ asked me, what are some principles or what are some principles that a man should follow if he knows um, that he's bringing below average dick to the table? So, my first principle is definitely for the guy to keep his cool and remain confident. Um, I feel like in this situation, it's very important for a man to have natural confidence. Um, I feel like oftentimes men... They try to overcompensate when they're lacking. And that's, that's with most people anyway. But in this particular case, when a man knows he has a small dick, he tries to <laughs> overcompensate in other areas. And when a man is like loud or extra, very gaudy, is very frivolous with his money, things like that, usually smart and intuitive women, such as myself, um, they usually pick up on that and they know right away that something's off. But at the same time, you don't want to be a scaredy cat and like kind of be apprehensive or like weird when you're approaching women because in the back of your mind, you know that you have a small dick and it's like you're scared that this girl or this woman is going to try to play you. Uh, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's all about having a nice balance of natural confidence, but then also humility. Because again, at the end of the day, facts are facts, numbers and measurements don't lie. 
My second principle would be to not talk about sex a whole lot. I mean, we're all adults, so sooner or later, if you know you're trying to court someone, um, the sex conversation is going to come up. But again, I feel like just bringing up sex a lot. Especially, again, when you know that at the end of the day, numbers don't lie, measurements don't lie, you're not going to usually meet or exceed someone's sexual expectations. Um, When you're constantly talking about sex, you're like building that anticipation when you know damn well you're not going to meet or exceed those expectations. And then again, you're setting yourself up for failure because if you're talking a big talk and you don't walk that walk that you were talking, you know, you're, you're leaving yourself open to a chick playing the shit out of you and saying, well, nigga, you was talking all that shit. Well, what the fuck happened? So I would say try to keep the sex talk to a minimum. And then lastly, okay, if you have a small dick, your other sexual acts or performances need to be above and beyond. Step your head game up. You better get to eating some vagina, eating some ass, sucking some toes, um, something. And, you know, try toys. Be creative in the bedroom. Try swings. And um, I know I personally, I've been wanting to try candle wax. I hear that candle wax is a very sexy and fun thing to do in the bedroom. Um, so, yeah. So be adventurous and explore some of those other sexual acts because you're lacking below the belt. You won't necessarily be satisfying her with penetration. So you'll need to like, I feel like you need to like stimulate her and stimulate her other senses and like play off that. Um, and then BJ, another, I guess another part of his question was ways to stay in good graces, ways for men to stay in good graces with women who have, have certain sexual expectations. Um, like I just mentioned, you know, be adventurous. I feel like most women are used to just being bent over and dicked down. They're not used to toys and candle wax and, you know, real foreplay and men like taking their time and again, exploring, doing other sexual acts. Like I feel like the regular shit that everybody's used to is oral, getting your coochie ate, whatever, and then just regular penetrative sex. They're not used to, like I mentioned before, toes sucking and candle wax and swings and toys and gels and all that. So yeah, again, be creative in the bedroom. Try to do something that the woman isn't used to. I would say definitely a good way to buy time, you know, with a woman if you're lacking below the belt is to ask her what she likes done to her and do that shit. You know, ask her if she's ever wanted to try something that she hasn't had the opportunity to try and do that shit. I mean, again, of course, be safe, you know, use protection, get tested, have pigs, proceed with caution, all that fly stuff. But if y'all both are safe and, you know, somebody wants to try something, you want to be adventurous, go for it. Um, you know, satisfy her fantasy or fantasy. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So based on what she's telling you guys, it's pretty much what Mona is saying. Like you can avoid a lot of the complications that you're having if you would just stop trying to overcompensate for what you don't really have. Mm-hmm. Like take that consideration that um a person a person can be like mean or can actually mean to, you know, disenfranchise you in some way by telling you that you, you know, minimal or mm-hmm. minuscule, but 
to some degree, if you take your ego and put it aside, you'll realize that some people telling you that can't actually care about you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, I really, I really don't want to know what it feels like, but because I don't know what it feels like, but I just know like just only your shit. Like, look, man, look down at yourself first and say, look, where does this stand to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, we all are adults. We see movies. We see, you know, all types of memes and shit on social media. We see these these things every day. And just take the time to go through the comments. If you, if you just want to know where you stand out here, like, just take the time and go through those comments and see what women are saying and what the consensus is and base your feelings on those things like okay mm-hmm. well if this is what the average woman or the typical woman or the majority are saying then i need to humble myself or i need to readjust myself to the game because it's gonna be some people that ain't gonna rock with me or maybe you know i'm gonna set a bad or a good example like you gotta kind of like fix yourself up to deal with the world after you see those you know those polls and people like vj posting dick charts when you know you just came off of a saturday night of a chick telling you you small you know it's i mean it's hard to do but you gotta do it and it's gonna be some women that you know some women gonna say nah i ain't cool with it some women gonna say yeah that's all right we can see what happens because see, at the end of the day, with most women, I believe anyone, any woman wants to just be treated right and respected. And if she like you or love you enough, if you smaller than average, she willing to work with it. If you take the time to learn how to please her, you can't think that. And I think, honestly, some guys focus too much on their size instead of giving a well-rounded experience. experience. Right, learn right. how to work with what you have. And then if need be, incorporate things, sex toys, whatever. To make it better, but you can't just sit there and just wallow in the fact that, well, you know, yours is smaller than average and then start talking crazy stuff like you just know how to fuck good, you know, or that she missing out on something. It's just like you canceling yourself out. Right. But do you think that women are supposed to, even though um, we're in the game where everybody is trying to actually get in where they fit in, do you think that? women should be compassionate to a man who is, you know, underprivileged in that area. Hey, BJ. Hey, Mona. It's Chris from Shenanigans with Friends. Tell everybody to follow me on Twitter at SWFriendsPod, on Instagram at Shenanigans underscore podcast, and on Facebook at Shenanigans Podcast. All right, so to answer this question, it's hard for me to believe that there's a single woman out here that doesn't have, like, one physical insecurity. So to answer the question, yes, I think that we should be considered to size and securities that a man might have. Now, the tricky part for us <laughs> is there's a large chance that a dude is going to be able to probably see the insecurity that we have before we get intimate. A small dick, always a surprise. <laughs> so it's hard to tell before you commit to the hookup. But I do think that if people decide to have sex, whether it's casual or not, um, we have to have some pace some basic level of consideration on all sides. Now, if the encounter ends up not measuring up, ha, 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 then the woman needs to decide once he rolls over if it's something that she's going to be able to get past or if it's a deal breaker. If it's not, 
highlight some things that he does amazing sexually um, or introduce him to some things that you like just to kind of help bridge the gap. But great sex isn't always attributed to just the dick size. There's a lot more to it. To it, to it. Oh, true shit. True shit. So, you know, every day it all depends. I mean, like if he's understanding with you, <laughs> give each other the same energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Keep the same energy. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to go out and be mean or rude in how you deliver your truths to these people. But, you know, don't expect me to be compassionate to you if you shitting on me all the time. Right. Now, so, my question like and this is just all hypothetical let's just say um you know it's it's that time for you and this man to you know do whatever it is that y'all do and i've always imagined it to be a way where like everybody like pays attention to every detail like i'm the dude that will watch you undress like i'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it before you know, I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing just to see that part, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, we watching each other undress, and then finally, this nigga goes to drop his boxers. Like, what is a respectable way to, like, acknowledge that I see this little motherfucker? Like, do you gasp, like, <gasps> or do you just, like, play it cool? Like, what do you do? <laughs> like... Well, I don't think gasping in horror is a polite thing to do, but I think that is definitely a conversation that needs to be had at some point in time. So if this is your first time seeing it and no conversation has taken place prior for you to even know, um, then, I mean, after it's said and done, I mean, you can still see if it's what he working with. I mean, if he working, because some experience might still just be good you know right. despite it being small but if after it's said and done because i i i, don't know, I would say after said and done a conversation needs to take place i don't see it taking place at that moment like whoa 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 we need to talk about this that kind right. of kill the mood for real right, right but yeah but then too it's almost like give it a chance i mean you got to get a man a chance you already like him enough to want to lay with him right but then too it's almost like just because of this being an instance, mm-hmm. you may let him drop them boxers and he got preschool in his pants and you still let him hit. Like, that could be where the ego comes from. Like, no matter what the expectation was each time that he had to distribute it, he still was able to knock down said or previous women. So this could also be where the ego is coming from so my like I guess what I'm getting at is before sex even happens should women be allowed to ask like okay so not for you to actually show me what it looks like but what would you say about it if in fact it came down to it where do you stand at physically because I'm looking for an experience and I'm thinking that we're getting close to actually doing it or like I'm thinking that I'm actually ready to give myself to you but i need to know like is that a respectable way to approach you know sex in a relationship i don't think that's a first or second date type of question to ask I mean, somebody not a second or, no, but not i mean if early. down the line if this is if that's something that is a deal breaker type of thing for you or it plays a part in you even 
giving this person a chance? Like, what are you looking for? Are you just looking to be bust down? Or are right. you looking to get to know somebody and build something? You know what I'm saying? Right, but right. see, at the same time, also, it's kind of tricky because I also feel like at the same time, um, you can't focus so much on... What am I trying to say here? Let me back up. Hold on. When you are trying to get to know somebody, getting to know them on an emotional, spiritual level and all of that is just as important to get to know them on a sexual level. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's selfish for a woman or a man to not want to compromise an adequate sexual experience. So I right. really don't think it's an out of the way question. You just have to make sure that you have that conversation properly. Right. Okay, that makes sense. I think when you when you think about it, because for men, and I'm just speaking for me, really, I'm not even speaking for men. Like, I don't feel like men get the opportunities to dissect women sexually in that way. Like when we when we come to the table with the experience, it really boils down to is that woman pleased? You know, like it doesn't. What? No, let me take that back because we having a conversation about men being selfish. But for me, personally, me, I've never experienced being able to dissect a woman in that way where I'm looking at her and saying, well, OK, well, the last chick I slept with got wetter than you or and you shouldn't do that you know <laughs> but like, see at the same time when i say you're having that conversation it goes both ways so if you're going to ask that man about his sex game and how big his member is you need to be um open and willing for him to ask you intimate questions about yourself right because and i don't i don't know because actually a sexual experience goes both ways you can't just expect this man to have a big penile mm -hmm. and you just laying there doing nothing and he putting out his work and you want him to just satisfy you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the conversation goes both ways. I know this, the focus of this conversation is on the man. Right, right. But at the same time as a woman, are you putting in work as well to please him? Because I hear like, I've heard guys say, you know, um, or comments, you know, about how a woman just lay there or, you know, don't do nothing or like he doing all the work or you not trying to engage in a sexual mm -hmm. experience, you know. So you just have to be open and willing to have that conversation if he has questions about you. Okay, so when we establish that before sex even takes place, you need to have a conversation I also talked to my homegirl, Shug. Um, you can follow her on um, social media at Queen Poison. It is Q-U-E-E-N underscore P-O-I-I-S-O-N. Um, I talked to her and um, asked her the very same question about, um, you know, establishing a conversation and having communication or whatever. And this is what she said on that particular question. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is Suge, a.k.a. Queen Poison. So, let's keep it real for a minute. Gentlemen, if you have a smaller member, which is smaller than most women are probably accustomed to getting or used to getting, 
please do not be discouraged. You're still valuable. You're still appreciated. It's still women who will still rock with you. However, please do not wait until you get into the bedroom to try to say that, you know, you're a shower, not a grower, or, you know, that's all you got to work with. That's a discussion you need to have before you decide to get physical with somebody. A healthy conversation about sex is great. That That's not frowned upon. Like, I strongly encourage it. Before dealing with anybody, you need to know, you know, if they got any kinks, if they have any fetishes, you know, what they're willing to accept, what they're not willing to accept, if they got a safe word. That's all should be discussed before actually getting down and doing what you want to do. Um, and also, please do not treat us like porn stars. Some of us are not that nasty. It's a spectrum. And you need to know where somebody falls down on that spectrum. You know, some people like certain type of things. I'm not going to get into details of what someone may like, but that's something you need to discuss. Conversation and communication is healthy. And it needs to be on everyone's to-do list if you're dealing with someone sexually. I promise you, it will make the experience way more pleasurable on both ends. It will save everyone a headache and from being talked about. I personally have dealt with men with smaller members and had a good experience because overall they were pleasers. They were good lovers. They knew how to cater and accommodate with what they had. So a smaller member isn't a disability. It's not something that it should be looked down on. Everyone is made different. So if you're opening your communication with your partner and you know how to accommodate for what you have. You know, shit can be real easy. It can be good. It can be straight. It can be lit. So, remember, be open, communicate, be confident, and have fun. Have fun. Peace. 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 Alright, so, based on what Suge said, I agree. Like, um, I think that you have to first have that conversation with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then you will have to talk to that woman. About what you're willing to do. And if you're even willing to explore and learn new things with this other person that you're engaging with. Because even if you know right now you may not be into certain things, but then this other person is, then are you interested in them enough to want to go further? Hey, it's me, Cliche, from Dualistic, also known as TG Knows Curls, on pretty much every parts of social media, on Instagram and Twitter. You can listen to me and my co-host on Dualistic pretty much everywhere, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so basically, to answer your question, there's plenty of ways that you can let your partner know when things are not where you want them to be in the bedroom sexually. Um, there's ways to show your partner, whether it's bringing in porn videos and showing them, hey, this is what I like in the bedroom, or just simply showing them. And if they're not willing to listen, then stress that you want something different. A lot of women complain about getting head and how it's not done correctly. Definitely let a man know so you're not 
killing his ego or anything like that. You want to be respectful because at the end of the day, as women, we're not always doing everything correctly every time. So let's let's make sure, like, if you're going to do something in the bedroom and it's not where you want it to be, teach your spouse, teach your significant other, should I say. Um, teach them, hey, baby, I like it better when you do this. And simple cues such as yes right there. Um, that is an awesome cue to like let your man know like you like that and he will continue to do it. If he's really into pleasing you, he'll make sure that he continues on that same spot of making you feel great and feel good. So yeah, that's definitely my tips I want to give anyone who is, you know, trying to tell their man they want to do something in the bedroom and they're not quite there. They ha- they're not really pleasing at that point. It's not really feeling good. Just simply teach them in a nice way. Be like, hey baby, look, I like it like this. Hey, let me show this video. If you're significant others cool would watch him porn with you do it um it's just a way for them to understand you better because no one knows your body better than you one of the things that i um took from the conversation that um she was having in that piece is that like um permission is really attractive when like when a woman can give you the permission to do certain things like if you put her in a comfortable enough space to where you ask her what she likes before you just assume that she's into that it makes her want to engage in more and see what it is that you would prefer to do and maybe it might be something that you've never done but because he made you comfortable and he treated you like a lady she's open and willing to making those explorations Mm -hmm. in um, the bedroom. So definitely keep in mind that like all is not lost for men who, you know, do not have the sexual um, experience or the particular size member that um, is needed for those things to happen. Like just do your best to be a caterer and know a person's needs, their kinks, their, you know, positions in the bed. But then too, on the flip, if in fact you do have that experience and it's underwhelming, you know, like what is the conversation or how do you set up the conversation thereafter? Do you say about last night or let me tell you about this dick you gave me? Like, how do you set up that conversation? You just have it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it gotta be, it gotta be something that, because keep in mind, like, don't just go into these conversations thinking. Yeah, you know about last night, or it don't just go in it with compassion. You don't have to. Yeah. Be rude, but if you have inquiries, then speak your your mind. I mean, you ain't gotta start out like. I mean, that shit was snack size. Like, you ain't gotta. (laughs) Right. You know, I, fun I guess, size or I guess. you know you ain't gotta do all of that but just give an example like if it's not what you think it's supposed to be a lot of people will try to find something to throw back at you just to offset taking the criticism like you don't you'll say well this is what I noticed about the experience and you're just trying to like respond mm-hmm. with something to say so that you won't leave the table, you know, being the only one that's inadequate. So I would definitely go into the conversation as if it is something that you could possibly tell me as well. Not just like, look, it's all you. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
Well, that's true. I mean, any conversation you have with someone, you have to be willing to have an open and honest conversation yeah. about something that you're not doing too. Do I think that, I mean, yeah, if you're having a conversation, then you just have to be willing to, and I'm not always saying everything has to be, will be able to take what you dish out type of thing. Cause it's not always about that. Right. But if you're talking about stuff like pleasure and pleasing, then that person should be able to express their feelings as well. Right. Now, do I think that it's kind of wrong that you waiting until, you know, you're just speaking that because you feeling like your ego is bruised mm -hmm. as opposed to really saying it because you want to build a better sexual experience. It's the difference in why you're voicing your opinion in that now. Right. So mm -hmm. make sure that it's not just because you want to throw a sting, a zing at me and not just because you, you know, more so to because women do that. Like women will wait a whole year a bad dick and get so mad at this nigga at certain points to where now it's like you little dick motherfucker. And you like, well where did that come from? I just fucked you last night. You know what I'm saying? Like and you just kinda like not understanding where this comp this this complex or this this issue is even coming from because you've she been didn't voice it. She didn't voice it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she's she's now using it to attack you and see even in that moment where a person hears that and of course it's things because you don't want to you don't necessarily hear that ever but mm -mm. here this person is using it as an attack against you and it's hard for you to even accept accept that it may be true because it's months and months and months of her perpetrating like she was enjoying it or you know even though she internally knows that she's not feeling the extent of pleasure mm -hmm. she's actually looking for. She still faked like she was, or she still tried to support, mm -hmm. you know, the work that you were thinking that you were putting in. And it's still And unfair. that builds the ego. That's not and, fair because yeah, that's, that's how you end up down the line with nigga who like, well, I ain't never had no complaints. Right. And now I'm here. Right. Trying to teach you, well, regardless of what was or wasn't said to you before, right. or how much they may have felt or told you mm -hmm. that you was, you know, wearing it out, yeah. that ain't the case here. Because and you need to treat right. me like a unique new experience and just learn together. Right. The question that I have now is, do, no, does it take a certain level of ego to to be good in bed, like, wouldn't it take a certain level of confidence and, like, self-awareness in some sense to even have a good experience? Like, wouldn't it take for a guy to, like, actually know to some degree that this is what I came here to do, this is how I have to perform and and go about it with a certain level of confidence in order for a woman to be pleased? pleased. To answer your question, do I think you have to have a stroke of ego to have a good stroke. Now, I pondered this for a while because I feel like the answer is yes, but I want to talk a little bit about what ego is and kind of how to explain it in a way that makes sense. So for me, in the way that I view ego is in a lot of ways, it is really our sense of self. And it's a combination of the way we view ourselves and the way that we feel that we are viewed by others. Not necessarily the way pe the way others actually see us, but the way we feel that they see us. And so a lot of times, 
because it is not necessarily just a combination of the way we see ourselves or the way we, we think people see us by themselves is when you see people that kind of either have these overinflated egos or maybe not enough. And so, I mean, if you want to call it maybe having like a swagger or, or the juice, quote unquote, I mean, you can, but I think that's a very important distinction to make. Now, do I think that you necessarily have to have your ego stroke to some extent to be a, a, a good person in bed? I think that you do because obviously not every interaction is going to be the same socially, romantically, intimately. And so for a lot of men, especially ones that have necessarily been told across the board that they are good in bed because their partners may have not been forthcoming or honest, they're able to get away with that because no one's ever told them any differently. And I think that you see a lot of times, especially with women, is that if you ask them to be very honest with you about it, they will tell you that the best sex that they have had has not necessarily come from the person that has had the biggest dick. And the reason for that is is that a lot of times men with larger dicks feel like they don't have to do as much because the size makes up for everything else. When in fact, most women will tell you that they can appreciate a man with a little less that's going to be attentive, that's going to pay attention to their needs, it's going to be receptive, and it will more than makes up for the size. 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 Confidence, yes. Ego is not necessary. Okay. So how do you distinguish the two? To me, confidence is just, and confidence, in my opinion, comes with being comfortable within you and um, being aware of what you can do and what you're willing to do. Ego is just feeling yourself so much to the point that you're not willing to listen and pay attention to her. Or even if she is too focused on herself and not paying attention to him so you don't want to be so-called in your ego of knowing you just that shit and i can put it down and i know you gonna have you gonna feel good but not paying attention to how her body's responding Mm -hmm. and not paying attention to um what she may or may not like or even bothering to ask what she may or may not like but women do that too right women women will tell you you know, two months into dating, like you ain't gonna know what to do once you get this whatever, and then you know you get it. I can't relate to that. I don't do that, but yeah. because at the end of the day, you never know until you with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like having confidence and knowing is just being confident in yourself. Confidence is being confident in who you are and knowing that you can be attentive to the other person. Mm-hmm. But being egotistical, that's just like. I got that good, good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you not you think just because you've been told that it's good that that's uh-huh. all that works for you without uh-huh. you really doing much else. Like it doesn't uh, work that way. Yeah. In my because opinion. I definitely know <laughs> quite a few women that should yeah, be I'm wearing. Sure. I mean, I know quite a few women that should be wearing panties made by Hefty. Like <sighs> you need. Like, your panties should be game or lemon scented. Like, it should come in the box. Oh, stop. It should come in the box of, like, 24 bags, and it should be a drawstring on the motherfuckers. Like, it's trash. Like, you... But you can't... Like, you can't base your opinions or your experiences on those people. Like, you can't... The reason why I think, in so many instances, that 
we as adults have trash experiences is because we're only looking for the sex. We're not looking for the connection. Mm -hmm. This is to me the reason why I think so many experiences are trash because you actually do have to have a connection to the person that you even sleeping with. Even Which makes it feel much better. Makes it feel extremely better. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely I get the ego part because I want to feel like that nigga at some point. I know a woman wants to feel like it's nothing else before or after me. Like, mm-hmm. I know that that takes a certain volume to fulfill in a physical relationship. I do realize that like for women, it's important for more than one reason that mm-hmm. they feel like they're the only one because they're so used to being secondary. But I think that's, I agree with you. I think a little bit of ego is okay when you are committed to pleasing that one person and you know, but I just feel like if you just out here randomly, but you just have a big ego just because you just know I'm just, I just got it like that, regardless of who you with and you haven't even been with this person or that person yet and you just have an ego for the sake of having an ego that's right yeah that does nothing and i think that a lot of times the ego actually is a person trying to pump themselves up to believe something that they know is not true Mm -hmm. because they're tired of hearing the same things so i get it for most women it's just like all right come on my nigga you whack you know what i'm saying but it's him he don't have to be he just not trying to learn what he needs to learn yeah so, when we go beyond the ego, we also have to consider the fact that, like, there are things in place um, for men to take advantage of when it comes to the, you know, women and their sexual interactions. Like, women are, like, big on toys. And the conversation of toys is weird sometimes because you always hear women say that, they're down for them, but you never hear you never hear men like vocally say like me and my girl use toys, and mm-hmm. I think that is something egotistical about that too, because mm-hmm. there's a possibility that your woman might be playing with even a toy that's big as big. Hello, this is April Danielle with That's What She Said, the podcast. You can follow me on social media with April Danielle, A-P-R-Y-L-D-A-N-Y-E-L-L-E. And for That's What She Said, the podcast, it is That's What She Said, the podcast on all social media as well, or T-W-S-S, the podcast. Um, so I'm answering this question. Um, if we were to... Me and my significant other use sex toys in the bedroom, and the sex toy happens to be bigger than he is. Would he be justified in thinking that I'm dissatisfied with him? I do not think so. Well, he should not be. Uh, The reason why is, to be honest, I've used sex toys before, and from my experience, or what I've seen, most sex toys, dildos, are bigger than the average size of most men. Uh, the couple partners that I have used a sex toy or dildo with, uh, they weren't offended. Uh, I think they were just more excited that I wanted to use a sex toy and they would like to watch me use the sex toy. But at the end of the day, I like the real thing. So no matter the size, as long as you know what you're doing, that should show you if I'm satisfied or not with you sexually or your size. If he does get offended, then we can always just not use the sex toy. I mean, if you feel like 
I'm getting more pleasure from the sex toy, or if you feel like the sex toy, the dildo is, uh, make you uncomfortable because you think it's bigger or I feel better using it, then we can, we don't have to use it. At the end of the day, like I said, I like the real thing anyway. So I'd rather your actual penis, dick, whatever, than a dildo sex toy. Anyway. It's kind of a little sensitive for you to be that much wrapped up into, you know, yourself to not understand that. In some cases, I think the toys are meant to be that way. Like the toys are actually meant to give a overcompensation because they have to be sold. You have to sell it. You know what I'm saying? So, it's but there are hundreds and hundreds of toys, and nobody said it had to be a dildo or a right, a right. You know right. what I'm saying? Or, or any type of. It doesn't have to be that. So there are hundreds of other toys that you can incorporate into your sexual experience that don't even have to be that. Yeah. I just think that it's just like men not really knowing where to, you know, to place themselves when it comes to their ego or their um their self-esteem in the bedroom because it's just like it's so many things that that men deal with sexually. Like I think that um when you think about the responsibilities of it all I think we both men and women have certain responsibilities, but I think that the majority of the responsibilities that men have seems to come with more pressure because a woman, a woman can have her responsibilities of being pleasing and satisfactory, but it's still like a man has to come with enough to get her there. Like he Mm -hmm. still has to get her to a certain point, mainly just her, being, you know, comfortable, relaxed, and, you know, being in a certain position to where she can allow him to do those certain things. It's still like, you still got to have what you, you know, what you need. You still got to have enough dick to even do this. So it's like pressure. Like you can't just You just got to find what positions work for you though. Like if it's less than average, then there's certain positions you just can't do. Like you can't come with a small one and do missionary or nothing like that. Because I've never heard people say this until now that like small dick niggas can't fuck in missionary. No. You won't feel it. Won't feel shit. <laughs> what? You know it's hot. didn't even know it was there. Man. <laughs> Man, like I've never heard that before. Like I've never heard that. So like Unless your legs is all the way back here and yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard shit. that. Like, you know, and I'm just like blown away that I mean, even in my thirties, I didn't know this. Like, I didn't know that because I thought that like missionary was more or less like the standard position. Like whether you good or I not. I mean, if it's just not enough there to, or the girth isn't there and the length isn't there, then that's not your position. Damn. Unless so, you going to be holding your ankles and you it up mm. yeah. I mean, but then too, you got those guys that, you know, won't educate themselves on that information. So, um, that's a lot of pressure. You know, it's definitely not the pressure that you would want going into a situation um, with a woman that you've never experienced before. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of going in with that that idea of what if she don't like it or what if it's the same as the last couple that said it was trash or like you going into it with like a whole bunch of then you're missing the key thing which is have a conversation with her 
and find out because if she's still there and you didn't actually hit it more than once, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah. clearly she's willing to work something out, but you need to be open and receptive. And I think sometimes the delay in talking is because you don't know how to come at this person because right, you don't right. know how receptive they're going to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to be willing to have that conversation to find out what works for you all, mm -hmm. what you need to do, what she wants, what she likes, and what's realistic about what you can do. And right, right. But that's the only way you're gonna win. I mean, if you don't do that, then you're gonna always come up short. short. <laughs> right. So, in the event that you do deal with the man that's receptive to the idea of toys, and he does come to the table and say he asks you an insecure question, like I mean, even though. It may not, you know, be in his best judgment to even ask, but he just want to know, like, is the toy here because I'm not pleasing you? Is that fair to ask as a man? Like, you know. He can, yeah. But, like I said, there are hundreds of toys and nobody said that had to be the particular toy that was used. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and just know that a lot of them are, they are usually bigger than average. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like nobody's going to measure up to, okay. to right. that unless you get like the, they do have these kits where you can like mold yours and create. Yeah. So if you're not doing that, then. Nigga. <laughs> I mean, in case you out on vacation or something and she wants yours, you can mold your penile and leave it with her while you go. Y'all tell Mona Lisa to put a password on her phone so don't nobody see her history. <laughs> Don't worry about what I do. Nigga, because <laughs> she, she just did the Miss Cleo, like the ball rub, and she was describing that shit. Like, you can just mold it. <laughs> nigga, she nasty. But, uh. Because I know these things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, nigga, you can just mold the dick. You can just mold it. You know? I think the idea of, you know, talking things out in every aspect, you know, does help. But then there's this last point that I think we have to talk about, too, is like the accountability. I think we spoke about this on um, one of our previous shows, uh, one of the shows we did with Penrose, where we were talking about like men taking responsibility for women who have decided to get, you know, certain, you know, augmentations and enhancements to be pleasing, whether it be to the eye or the physical of a man now we have these things where men are starting to take you know pills and different you know like dick pumps and they get shots and Ain't all none of that new well i mean no it's not new but like you're hearing and you know they're using it more yeah in oh, certain okay. spaces that they're using these things more and they're not necessarily doing anything to improve the functionality of it like um if you knew which um, towards the end we're going to get into that, but like I didn't, I didn't really know a lot as I thought I did when it came to like sexual health and how your actual diet does deteriorate, mm. you know, so many aspects of your sex life, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in size. Like, which if you do gain mm -hmm. weight, your shit can shrink. You like, like these mm. are things that you know I didn't know about, but just doing research for the show, like. Women, yeah, women, you know, think that in some cases, like, certain niggas are in season, you know what I'm saying, like, 
big niggas is in season when they get cold outside. And yeah, teddy bear look cute, but you get him to the crib and the nigga got a little whatever. And you like, well, damn, like all this nigga and that much dick. Like, and you not factoring in that, like, it's a lot of stuff that plays into it. So, like, are we supposed to be mindful of these things, too, going into these different relationships? Because we don't appreciate people for just being people. You know what I'm saying? Like, a woman who was never told that she was beautiful or, like, damn, you look good or damn, you fine. She chasing that and those decisions that she make to go get a little bit of extra booty or a little bit of extra titty or whatever. But for the guy, you know, a guy is trying to measure himself up to another man, just like women are trying to measure themselves up to other women when they want those compliments and they want to feel good about themselves. And some men are just chasing the big dick energy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what do we do in these instances to make each other feel enough Hey y'all, it's I'm Just Jackie from Jackie and John the Podcast, the panel, and let's keep it 100. Now, if I was in this situation, uh, listen, I'm just going to give it to y'all from a 44-year-old perspective. Um, Yeah, I will go ahead. <laughs> Okay, okay, this shit is not funny. This is a serious question. This is a serious question. Okay, if, if that was me, I would go ahead and, and test drive the equipment. Um, the thing is, I ain't going to say size doesn't matter because there's just some dicks that just ain't going to work for some pussies. It's just going to be too, it's going to be too small. You ain't going to hit no walls. You ain't going to do nothing. You can't even, it's, it's to the point where you can't even fake like the guy is is doing anything so anyway yeah i would still give it a shot here's the thing though i would think the guy knows he might be not that adequate in size already so i hope he's making up for it in other ways hint hint wink wink okay so yeah with all that being said i I would i would test drive it i would test drive and hopefully whatever connection we've already you know made just from spending time with each other communication just getting to know each other hopefully all that will play a factor once you get to that next level and express your feelings in another in in the you know in another aspect so and that's just my two cents. I know some of y'all are going to be surprised about the answer. But here's the thing. Uh, yeah. That's it. I, I ain't going to go too far. I'm going to keep it clean, BJ. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it clean. And um, here's the thing. Ladies, we can always make the sex good. We can always make the sex good. There are things that we can do to, you know, you know. Get it, you know, make sure everybody involved is is happy and satisfied. So yeah, that's just my two cents. And uh, this, 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 this. Well, I think the use of those aids is not problematic. That's just you being honest of your shortcomings. Well, yeah. Or whatever, you know. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it's problematic. Just be honest about why you're doing it. You know, 
I mean, it takes a lot to be honest about some shit like that, though. You know, like, I I do understand, like, it's absolutely necessary. But, um, like, I always, any of my friends, I hear a lot of my friends always, like, you know, highlighting certain things about themselves. Like, um, I got a couple of friends that got real small breasts, you know, A and B cup. Mm-hmm. And they always try to make, like, make it seem as if they don't measure up. It's like, nah, fuck that. Stick to the script. You're still cute. You're still beautiful. Like, you got to insist upon those type of things because... Well, I think... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's imperative that you still make the people around you feel like they're enough. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I feel like those physical insecurities for men and women mm-hmm. can be bought into the bedroom, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you if you carry yourself you know, with that depressed or that mope when you enter into the space, it's like a person won't judge you as much because they will be more inclined to feel sorry for you. You know what I'm saying? So you think they intentionally... Yeah, they intentionally come with low self-esteem because it's just like, okay, well... Well, I mean, that, that may be true, but I think that it's good to try and big a person up and make them still feel valuable with what they don't have. But sometimes it's not even about another person making you feel good if you know that you want something like that. Like, I don't have a problem with any woman that wants to get, like, anything enhanced. I've seen women who've had, you know, smaller breasts and they got their breasts done. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like this crazy size but they got it bigger so it could be a lot more fuller and they Mm -hmm. can feel good about themselves and i don't think it's anything wrong with that i'm just saying be honest about why you're doing these things make sure you're doing it for you and not because you're trying to get the attention of somebody else you know what i'm saying so i don't think anything's wrong with that and the same thing with the man if you're using some of these aids to feel good about yourself and that you know that you can't perform or you come up short in some areas and you need a little assistance in order to give yourself and this woman a well-rounded experience, then I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Yeah. So ladies don't be mad if a Viagra fall out this nigga pocket when he pull his keys out. I mean, for me, I wouldn't. It is what it is. You know. If I if I care about him enough, I mean it is yeah. what it is. You know you gotta... because I think that's that's a possibility. You know, nigga yank his keys out and his little folded up napkin with his two pills in hey, there. Hey, I mean, you know, shit. Hey, it is what it is. You know, I <laughs> right. need these boys for you know for rainy days. You yeah. know, but um, I mean, it's niggas who still you you know it's guys who use those pills and they don't have right. They use it to last yeah, longer. And they stuff. don't have a yeah. dysfunction at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. I remember um, some time ago, uh, it was a guy, one of um, my homeboys from an old job, and um, he was getting like the off-brand pills, and he was selling them at work. Mm. And um, he was telling me like, you know, this is a street nigga, so he don't know nothing about like pharmaceutical nothing, but he just like, he had this bag of off-brand Viagra's, and then he had like some off-brand of uh, Cialis or something and the Cialis is like a stupid little pill mm-hmm. like it's stupid little so he like bro like you know you need to buy like five or six of these pills and it's in your system for like 36 hours and all of this different shit so I'm like nah 
36 hours? You know what I'm saying? You know a girl with a hard dick for 36 but hours. But no, it's just saying that like whatever whatever is in the peel, like the different ingredients to the peel, mm-hmm. it like, you know, it lasts in your system. Oh, it, okay. it may not cause the you know, the blood rush or the erection, mm-hmm. but it's going to like be in your system for like 36 hours. But it was just by me hearing 36 hours, period. I'm just like, nah. So like one of the, like the OGs at the job, I ain't going to say his name, but he was buying them like every week. And he was saying like, um, even as an older man, because I think at this time he, he had to be like in his late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, you know, him being older of course he needs it but it's a lot of side effects to it that people don't take into consideration mm-hmm. too so um he was saying that like he had you know realized that that was the only physical change that was made to his um body and his like vitamin intake mm-hmm. because the doctor had did some blood work and she was saying that it was certain things in his blood that didn't exist before his last particular checkup mm-hmm. and these were the only things that he knew that he was doing and he never consulted her mm-hmm. before he done it anyway so like um just in knowing that could happen you know those things turn up in your blood and mm-hmm. you don't know what effects it could have on it so i would definitely say if you're gonna be doing that you know the best thing for you to do is get some kind of experience or some, you know, some doctors. Go to your doctor. Yeah, advisor. Because you don't know what be in these pills. Right. Because a lot of the shit that, like, people think that they got to go get in these pills, it's actual, it's actual dietary supplements yeah. that you can take instead of going out Absolutely. Here. And, you know, work like you said, working out in your health, you know that, guy, when you work out, your stamina increases, mm-hmm. your sex drive increases, all of that. Yeah. Each change in the way you eat, all of that is going to increase. Right. So, so it was just weird to see, like, um, you know, people looking at like the post with VJ's uh, chart, like looking at the post and like actually getting sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's not a space for people to talk about that type of shit. Like, I think that women, I think that there's a conversation for women who, you know, feel like every time they have a sexual experience, Mm -hmm. it's trash because nobody satisfies her, but she may have had the most humongous dick on the chart. So everything that she's had after that first experience of whatever number is the largest one mm-hmm. on the chart and everything after that has been beneath that. The standard was already set so high for her that every man is falling below average or below her standard simply because the first time around, you know what I'm saying? Like you never really had anything prior to the big shebang. You know what I'm saying? So you mm-hmm. just out here chasing that first time, not realizing that this nigga is probably doped up on whatever. He probably popping all of these crazy. But I don't think that means that you'll never mm-hmm. be able to experience something else. It's not like after you get that, then your vagina don't go back to size. You're yeah. not just sitting there open. With, I mean, I get like, that. But it's probably like, because I, I think... It's but like, I don't think that she would be... Because listen, just because you have a big member doesn't mean that 
you know how to fuck either. Right. Because you can have that and you've experienced that, but he still may not give you a well-rounded sexual experience. But for that guy that does know how to use it, it's a much deeper penetration. Right. So if he knows how to use it, then yes. But I think that even if you get someone a little smaller than that, we're not even talking about somebody who's like the littlest. But if you get someone who may even be one or two sizes smaller than that, you can still have right. a well-rounded experience. So it's not so much that just because she had this don't mean she can't come back down to this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ideally, she wouldn't want to get to that little, you know, right, fun right. size like, oh, fuck no. Right. <laughs> you know? But don't think that just because this is what she had. And you shouldn't even know what she had anyway prior to that. Like, But you know, like, I think that this is the reason why... Um, when we have these issues in our dating life and we say to ourselves like, oh, well, this guy asked me for my number, my body count. Like, this is what the question is actually coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to know how much experience does she have? Because the more experience that she does have, the the, the more possibilities there are that she's going to know that I can't fuck or I don't have enough to you know, give a well-rounded sexual experience. You think that's the reason? That's the that reason question? why most guys ask that question. Because if she if she says to you in the conversation, oh, well, I'm a virgin, then you're more inclined to be completely attracted to her because everything that she's going to base her opinion on is going to be off of you. So there is no good or bad coming before you. So you don't have to live up to no expectation. A guy... A guy that, you know, is dealing with a woman and if she's honest enough to tell you she's been with 30 dudes, oh, she's been discarding dick for like 10 years and not even giving people a chance to even exist on her account. She doesn't even, she don't even include I don't think that's the reason for most guys. Well, I think that's some that may be very true. It's some women but that I tell think me. That- <laughs> it's women that tell me, like, I don't even count him. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that's a real thing. Some niggas fall off the list. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like if she been if she been in the game and she tell you her number and it's like a high number, then you know she done discarded some niggas off that list. And so now you like, well damn, I know I'm not about to fuck her mind up. You know what I'm saying? Because you already know. I think that's a dumb question to ask anyway. It's irre- oh, yeah, it's irrelevant. It, it's irrelevant. Like, it's not going to give you any viable information in what you're looking for. I mean, what does it matter? Right. So. So I think that, like, you know, when people, when people have a sex conversation on their podcast or in just in general, most people are only talking about the experiences. Most mm-hmm. people that you know are going to tell you about what was good and bad about it. But like for us, of course, we want to have the mature conversation to tell you that it is a little dick energy conversation. Like you can definitely say, like, I'm probably not what you used to. Don't just flat out tell her my shit is small. Just say, look, I'm just probably not what you used to. Um, I'm looking to gain more experience. Like just being honest, like you know, give That's yourself the best way to go give yourself it. the benefit of the doubt, you know, mm-hmm. because you might be the smallest dude, but the most sexually accepted mm-hmm. and the most sexually pleasurable mm-hmm. partner that she may have. And I mean, who knows? Maybe you are underwhelming in that moment, but then she moves on to somebody with size, and he t- he totally destroys the experience for her, and then it makes her revert back to you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still good, too. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, 
you know, sometimes they say, you know, big things come in small packages. So therefore, the better experience, the better pleasure, the better overall, you know, experience. Big experience in a small package. Yeah. You know, you may have a bigger experience out of the small package. So, you know, that's just how we look at it. And um, it makes more sense. Like, I'm not trying to live up to nobody's expectations simply because I don't even know if I can do that. All I'm going to work on is being my best self. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not trying to measure myself up on nobody's chart. If you... If the big one is number seven and that's you, good luck, my nigga. Have fun <laughs> with it. But, I, I mean, do what you can with what you have. Like, that's yeah. all you can do, you know? And that's pretty much why we decided to have the conversation. Um, Definitely, if, in fact, you do feel like there is some issues in your relationship, talk about that shit. You know, because I'm going to tell a woman what I don't like. I don't give a fuck. I don't care how I make you feel because I feel like we have to deal with these things together. And if you can't have a conversation like that with the person you with, then you may not be as close as you think you are. Right, right. Because you should be able to sit down with the person that you're with and um, express yourself. And as much as it may be, you know, hard to hear, you have to be receptive to those criticisms. That's, I mean... I think it's ways... I think it's a lot of ways that women... Tell niggas they ain't shit mm-hmm. that we just do not pay attention to. Like if you know, if ever she's around some people and they having you know glorious conversations about they man and shit, and your woman don't say shit, nigga, nah, you know pretty much. <laughs> just keep stirring just keep, drink, right? Just keep sipping, keep sipping your drink and shut the fuck up. Like if she, if she's not like. You know, like, I think it's a certain energy that comes, you know, afterwards. After y'all done, it's a certain energy. If ain't no drinks being fixed, ain't no food being prepared, you hungry, you thirsty. If it's no, like, no interaction thereafter either, like, that mean y'all wouldn't, like, y'all didn't have no connection in the nope. actual act itself. Nope. Because I, I just think that it's supposed to be that. Like, it's supposed to be, like, something else. To mm-hmm. carry y'all out of that. You know, it's a transitional period. Mm-hmm. Before it happened, while it's happening, and then after. So if you ain't getting no transitions in any phase, then y'all ain't clicking like that. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I feel like women do every day to tell they nigga, like, you not that nigga. But we just so caught up in ego that we'll never hear it. You know, so, mm. so like, to kind of, like, wrap up the conversation, there was one question that I asked, and um, let me look it up so I can say it the correct way, because I want you to answer it, too. Um, The question that I asked, and I'm going to also give the answer that was sent to me um, shortly after you answered it. But I asked, if you ask God for a man in particular in your prayers and you gave details like, you know, good job, well-mannered, has his own house car, you know, family-oriented, the whole, you know, spiel Mm -hmm. that you feel like will be the qualities of a good man. But the one thing you left out of the prayer was good dick. You just totally omitted that from the prayer. If God sends you the man exact to your request, but the dick is trash, 
Is that your fault? Hey y'all, hey, it's me, Quinny. And I'm from the podcast Never Too Much. You can follow me on all things social at Quinny Too Much. That's Q U I N N I E T O O M U C H. So the question was is if I got the man of my dreams and God sent him to me, he was everything I wanted him to be, um, but his dick was bad. So, one, y'all didn't mention anything about his, um, I'm going to go ahead and say fellatio, how he eat it, okay? So if you do a good job at that, um, I'll probably be good, you know what I'm saying? And then all you got to do is get on top, so you can always ride a nut out. So I think i stick around, like, why would I leave? But if I can't get a nut, I'm going to leave because I'm going to need that. Like, nobody has time for vibrators all day. I'm going to need a real man really beating this shit up. You know what I'm saying? So... That's that. That's that. Like, is that? Do you take responsibility for that prayer, or do you like do you stay and work on the relationship, or is it like fuck that? God, I'm out. Like, what would be your response to a situation where you ask for things in particular and got it, but you just failed to mention? I mean, I have to take responsibility. They say you get what you ask for, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I can't just if I. If everything else is right and we working right and everything's on point and it all depends on I mean what it if it's trash like you're not doing nothing right <laughs> like, we can work on it but he got to be receptive to what I'm saying you know what I'm saying but if it's if he's not being receptive and I'm constantly underwhelmed not having an orgasm not nothing then that's problematic right you know what i'm saying because i don't think that i should suffer through trash sex right just because everything else is on point because that is just as important as everything else i don't know why people like to make it seem like just because this person is a that's a good man this man is good but he can't right. please me that why should i like Settle for that. Settle for that. Like it should you should be willing to put in the work in every area. Right. So if as long as he's trying and we're getting there and if things are improving over time and we finally get to a place where he learns, then that's that'll be fine. But I, I don't think I'd walk away immediately, no. But if it is to a point where he's just not, then yeah, just like, I can't go through the rest of my life with trash. Right. Sex. right. That's not gonna happen. I definitely think that that is um, that is something to be mindful of when we, you know, put our request in for any relationship. Like if you if you saying that this is what you want and, you know, you're going about in conversations, putting those things in the atmosphere, it is a chance that you're going to get it. But just be mindful, like like what you ask for a lot of times mm-hmm. is what you get. So um, that is another factor, too, is like your energy and, you know, the things that you putting out into the universe, too. All right, so um, shout out to all of those women who have um, participated in helping us with, make this conversation well-rounded because what I also wanted to do even in this show was to get women to give their constructive dick criticisms to men to make them feel a little bit comfortable with owning their shit. Like, man, look, it's, it is so many things to be imperfect about, but just being you know just being humble and accepting what 
you got going on with yourself is one of the steps to having better interactions and encounters with women. So don't even trip when, you know, old girl tell you you ain't you ain't shit or you little whatever. Don't even trip about that because it's somebody out here that's willing to put up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um back to you, ma'am. What is Mona's five well you ain't gotta get five, but what are like your top principles after this conversation that you would have for the dick? Like what would be standards that you would set going forward if in fact you had to establish some kind of like rules or principles or dick code of conduct? Now are you talking about the dick or the man attached to the dick? Mm. Well, I guess whichever one means the most to you like, I'm pretty sure it's the man that makes the difference. Absolutely. So, I mean, dick principles are pointless if the man attached to it is not right, right, on right. point. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess um, principles. Be willing to learn. Be coachable. Be open-minded. Um, and just kind of, like, come down on the ego stuff. Yeah. Don't think that whether actually whether you have a big dick or a little dick, you should be doing these things. Right. Because right. what's the point? I mean, it's not about what you have; it's how you use it anyway. Right. Right. And I just yeah. So that's a principle. Period. Whether it's little dick nigga or a big dick nigga. So, um, just learn how to use it. Be teachable. Be coachable. Um, I would say teach. Go into each experience as a new experience, not okay. com- without trying, without comparing it to the last. Okay. I know that's hard to do because as a people, we just do that. We compare things right. and people, but you know, each just know that what may have pleased the first person may not be pleasing to this person. Right. So you have right. to treat that as a new experience. Let's see. Really, those are the key things, and then. Being open communication wise, mm-hmm. be willing to have those necessary conversations and be willing to give and receive the constructive criticism. Right. Right. And then I would also say, um, did I say be attentive to the other person? Did I say that in the first one? Um, well, I said be teachable, be coachable, but be receptive to the other person. Don't be so focused on getting yours that mm-hmm. you're not paying attention to how she's responding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to have a well-rounded sexual experience. Just coming into the room because you got a dick right. is not good enough. And right. just laying there because you your pussy has the ability to get wet. It's not enough. You know, you have to put in the work to make the experience what it is. If you come in there um, just thinking that you just got it like that, that's, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not enough. That's not sufficient. So I would say those are my top, you know, principles. I think those are dope. Um, In this, we can say, well, what we're going to do is we're going to establish... guess we call it BJ's tips for coming up short. So just to give me some perspective on like what to do if in fact you feel like you limited. I think that the 
the tips that I will also that I will incorporate along with what Mona is saying is um, do your research, um, find out find out ways to not only be pleasing to the woman but also um, assure yourself. Like do research on your body, find out things that can improve your blood flow, circulation, a lot of things that we don't think about when we have sexual conversations. Um, a lot of us are simply lacking because we're not healthy. Mm -hmm. um, that's one. Um, number two is um, there isn't much of a guideline that you can actually follow in a sexual experience. But if I had to choose a guideline, it would probably be her moans. Like what she's moaning from in the experience is a great indicator but listen to them. Like, but how um, her body responds. How her so body Even is, if it ain't no moaning, look, pay yeah. attention to how her body like responds. Like, the moans sometimes, like, you can get the soft ones, you can get the, the screams, the overindulgence. Like, pay attention to those because the ones that are, like, soft or the ones that you can barely hear are the, probably the things that you need to pay more attention to. Like, if you give her a little bit more of the intimacy of foreplay or you know head or whatever the case is you pay attention to those things and focus on those things that don't get the reception that you would like to receive in those certain areas i think that you know they give enough inclination when those moments come where you could have done a little bit more or took a little mm -hmm. bit more time be a little bit more patient um and even if you get no response at all, ask her what is it that she needs or what is it that she would like to feel in this moment. Um, also, and an old, a older guy taught me this. And I'm not giving none of my plays or nothing like that because I'm not that vocal. But um, one of the things that I learned as a young man when I thought I was doing something out here is it's always good to pause. It is nothing wrong with stopping in the middle. It's what you do in the pause that makes the difference. Like sometimes if you take the focus off of the actual sex itself and pause and just decide to like rubber feet or rubber back or give a massage in the middle, it's like a brief intermission, like things to like relax so you can calm yourself and then talk to her in that process. Like, look, man, it was getting too good and I didn't want to like tell her what it is, like mm. talk her through it. But while you're doing something else to put her at ease and relax her, it's things that we can do to prolong the sex to where if we are coming up short and we not doing what we need to do, it won't come off as a disappointment because it'll be an experience in the middle of it that will carry her through and may give you a round two to double back and put in an extra 20 on the back end. So like it's things that we can do to reassure ourselves. And I learned that at a, at a young age. So that's one of the things that I'll put out there. But most importantly, um, sexual confidence has nothing to do with women. It has nothing to do with women. Women cannot make you feel good about some shit that you don't feel good about yourself. Amen. You got to put in that time with yourself. Sometimes you got to be celibate. Like, look, man, you know, clear your mind of some of them dissatisfactory comments and, you know, shit that motherfuckers done told you, you mm -hmm. know, you got lunchbox dick or whatever. Like, get that shit out your system before you go, you come back out here in this game trying to, you know, put up numbers. Like, clear your mind of that shit first and then come back out here and, you know, try again. Shit, you know, you win some, you lose some, but you live to fuck another day. That's it.
get that shit out your blood. Like, you might be mad or hurt. You trying to, you know, mistreat women because somebody done hurt your feelings. Like, all that shit. Get that shit out your system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit be haunting people. And you don't want to be honest about it. So, you feel like you got a dog hose and all of these little cliche colloquialisms we come up with. Yeah. Just because we insecure. You know what I'm saying? Like, get that shit out your system. But, again, you know, just wanted to have a mature, you know, conversation. And I will make the suggestion that VJ Burton, you need to take that chart down because you hurt niggas' feelings and you reminding niggas every day of where they fall on the chart. Some niggas seeing the chart and it's like, what, 16 dicks on the chart and not one dick represent them. So they're not even on the chart. You're rubbing it in, okay? That is bullying. That is cyber bullying. Okay. Delete that tweet so people can, you know, get some peace and some sleep. You know, niggas is ODing on melatonin. They trying to get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you killing niggas out here, man. It is it's terrible. That man. ain't her fault. <laughs> if he going through all of that. Nigga, niggas is OD and no sleep. You gonna let some chart make you lose sleep and put you into a depression. That's yeah, crazy. But that shit is real, you know. I think people just, you know, like like we've been saying the whole conversation, it really boils down to conversation, um, corrective action to your ego, like getting yourself in check, not really tripping on your previous experience and you know, going about your experiences with an open mind, being receptive to what another person has to say. Yeah constructive criticism and sex is good you know um tell your woman what you don't like you know what i'm saying like some women just think if they land they're serving it up that's all it take like and it's not take you know tell her a little funky ass too <laughs> you need to change them panties i'm tired of these hefty bag panties i need you to you know step your game up you know if you feel like she trash tell her you know like look this ain't what i like this this is not the full experience that I'm looking for. So it's definitely boiling down to communication. What would you say would be the closer of this show? What we would say our last two cents would be for this conversation. Moral of the story is to, um, I would say just, just, yeah, educate yourself. Yeah. You know, pretty much is, and the best way to educate, I know he, you said do research, but the rest, best, the, talk mm-hmm. that. the best research is talking to a woman. Mm, yeah. I mean, you can read all the books, watch videos, check your health, your book, your blood, all of that. And that matters. Like all of that is important. But to really know where you're coming up short and to know what she likes, because every woman is different, right, is right. to talk to that woman. And find out what it is it will take to please her. Right. And she can help you and guide you. That's the only way you're going to get there. Don't ever think that you're... uh, Nobody is too old to learn. Nobody is too old to be educated. And, you know, what she may have liked at one point may not work down the line. Right. And you need to know that that may change. So you have to just be receptive. So whether you have a big dick or a small dick, man or woman, be receptive and just be willing to try new things. Oh, real shit. Um, follow me on social media at BJ if you wish to follow my show page, which is Change the Subject. You can follow that on Instagram at The Subject Change and Changed Subject 
on Facebook. Again, follow me on all other things, social media at DergoBJ, D-E-R-G-O-B-J. And Mona, you give your social media there too. Before I get into my social media, I do want to add. So, um, absolutely, if you're going to take like aids such as the pills, stay away from the gas station counter, okay? <laughs> and just see a doctor, please. Just don't touch none of this. What's it called? Spanish fly? All Spanish of that? Just fly. don't. Stay away from... The, they got the Rough Rider pill with listen, the condom attached to it. Stay away from the BP <laughs> Mobile gas station shit, okay? And just go see your doctor. Real shit. And you should be able to talk to your doctor also. So, yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> my social media handles. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Mona Lissa. That's M-O-H-N-A. L-Y-S-S-A-A. All right. This is another episode of Our Two Cents Podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace, blessings, and dick education. Education.